Okay, well, hey, welcome to another podcast here on Direct Motocross. Billy Rainford here. This time, I got to say, for some reason, I'm kind of excited about chatting with this fellow because uh, I just joke with him about this, but uh, I talk to him all the time. I talk to him all of January out in California when he was down there for Supercross, but we're always talking about somebody else. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about him because he just did something that... Uh, well, a little bit surprising, and we're going to get to the bottom of why and uh, what happened, but uh, we've got Kyle Springman on the phone. Kyle, buddy, thanks for chatting with us here. Yeah, hey, Billy, nice to chat with you. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good to good to talk about uh, something that I did for once. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, like I say, I, always, uh, we, I feel like we're chatting all the time, but never about never about you, so this will be fun. Um, for Okay, so it's Kyle Springman. He has a Springman tattoo. We joked about that. Where is the tattoo? <laughs> Uh, it's on my left leg. Yeah, so it's it's not shown very often. <laughs> Just when you're in your speedo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So for uh, for those maybe out there listening to this, are like, well, who? Okay, who's Kyle Springman? Uh, and believe it or not, man, there's young kids who maybe haven't even seen you race. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it hasn't been that long, but you know what I mean. Uh, how old are you? And where's your hometown? Where are you from? And stuff, Kyle. Uh, I'm 27 now. That uh, that kind of hurts to say a little <laughs> bit out loud. Uh, and I'm from Abbotsford, BC. Abbotsford, okay. Well, uh, I obviously I know the answer to this, and anybody older knowing your last name knows the answer to this. But uh, how did you uh, first get into motocross? We'll do a quick little uh, short bio on you before we move into stuff. Yeah. So my dad, uh, big motocross guy. Uh, for a long, long time. Um, so yeah, my whole family was into it. I, I guess I started riding when I was about four. Um, and I got an older sister, Rachel, who was also into racing. So yeah, just a big, uh, big family thing for us. And that's kind of what we grew up my whole childhood. Uh, just me and my family would go to the, go to the races every weekend together. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, I, I can't seem to get away from it. So I'm uh, I'm a moto guy for life. Yeah, it happens, man. You'll you'll you know you might try branching off. You might try doing other things, man. But it pulls you back. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's just a big part of my life, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. So here I am. All right. Okay. Well, let's um. Uh, who, who? Okay. So you're 27, coming up through uh, BC Lower Mainland stuff. There. Who did you come up through the ranks with? Because you made it all the way up to the pro ranks. Uh, yeah, I grew up riding a lot with, uh, I guess Dylan Delaplace is probably like the main guy. We, we've raced each other since we were like five years old. Um, so yeah, we, him and, uh, me and Dylan, um, I'm a little bit older than Jess Pettis. So he kind of creeped into the scene there, started whooping all of our butts, uh, <laughs> probably in the intermediate class. Um, uh, but definitely, definitely Delaplace was kind of my, uh, my guy that I grew up racing against. And then, uh, funny enough all those years later we became pretty good buddies and uh did the whole national series together in 2016 so uh yeah i'd say i'd say delaplace okay i remember that year we did it didn't we do an interview at the end of rj's that year yeah yeah a real good tailgating video so we might have been the first ones i don't know might have to check that but i think we were one of the original direct motocross tailgating video you were one of the originals i know you weren't the original but we'll give you we'll give you you're up there in the top three okay well i'll take i'll take a top three that's good <laughs> all right buddy so okay so let's uh just fill people into what was your you know your best year of racing what was your lowest number what was your best race that kind of thing then we'll then we'll move on 
probably that 2016 year, I would say that was kind of the that was the only year I did all the nationals. Um, I think Regina was my best round. Uh, I want to say I was like 14th, maybe. Um, if we could look up the results online, I'd be able to tell you that, but they all seem to be gone. That's another rant for another day. Oh, it's a rant um, for my everyday. Yeah, probably probably what... 2016, and I, I got national number 50. That was that was my best year, for sure. Okay, nice. Now, backing up to the, my one of my favorite questions, too, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, the number 621, where'd that come from? Uh, so my dad had a couple numbers. He was he bounced between 62 and 63, it seemed like, a lot uh, when he was racing. So I actually ran 62 most of the time growing up. My sister was 63. Uh, and then when I went intermediate, uh, when I wanted to switch over to the three-digit, I just threw one on the end, 621. I think it looks pretty good. So that's kind of what I what I stuck with. And I like to tell Colin Duren I was 621 before him, if, if anyone's wondering. So I was just going to say. Uh, he tries to claim that number, but it's it's mine. I think I had it before him. So. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, who the, who's the fastest 621 in history? Yeah, definitely. Colin definitely takes it uh, over me, but I'll, I won't admit that to him. <laughs> nice. All right. Hey, okay, so. Okay, so the big okay, so you're not racing much. You were down there. You're helping out Parker Eels, like I mentioned. We hung out quite a bit uh, out there in California. I was just talking about that story because you know I'm, I'm trying to get out cycling on the roads, and I'm like, well, weren't you just in California? It's like, yeah, but it was like eight degrees Celsius and raining the whole time. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't great, but okay. So you did the big Kahuna hair scrambles on the on the weekend. Now, what uh, what the heck possessed you to get doing that? You know what? Uh, yeah, it was not something that I had really on my radar. Um, I, I haven't been riding a ton. Um, yeah, really this whole last year, I, I kind of took the whole summer off from riding. I have a bit of a bit of an injured back here. Um, so yeah, I've been taking it pretty easy, but, uh, all my buddies locally were planning on doing the, uh, the future West race at mission to kick off the year. And, Unfortunately, that got canceled just with some brutal weather we had down here. Uh, so a lot of people's plans changed, and uh, everyone decided to to go do the big Kahuna. Um, so with some peer pressure from a few guys that I work with that were doing it, and uh, mostly Davy Fraser and Kevin Lepp, uh, on about Wednesday night, I decided. Uh, <laughs> Why not go give the big Kahuna a shot? So never, never done a, a race like that before. I've always kind of wanted to, and just kind of said, "Screw it, let's uh, let's go and, and give it a shot." So it was a uh, pretty cool experience for sure. Well, that's amazing. Now, I've got, I've obviously got a few questions written down here, and one of them was, uh, "Tell us about your training for this upcoming that event." But uh, Wednesday to uh, yeah. Saturday, I, I'm guessing there was no training. Yeah, there was there wasn't much training going on, um, you know. So yeah, drank a lot of water in those days, just trying to <laughs> trying to get hydrated if that counts for training. But yeah, no uh, no real training for this guy it was kind of uh, kind of cold turkey. So I, I knew it was going to be tough. <laughs> That's amazing. Another question, obviously, I wanted to ask too was: I saw the photo of you know you, Kevin Lapp, Davey Fraser, and Parker Eels, uh, and I'm thinking it, to me it seemed like it must have been you guys are out on a mountain bike ride. And maybe some dares got thrown around. Did that did that come into play? Was it a mountain biking uh, dare? 
No, not really. Even I don't. I don't even know. We just uh, I, I hang out with Kevin Lepp and and Davey Fraser a lot. Uh, they're both Abbotsford guys. Davey, uh, we've adopted as a BC guy here now. Right. So um, yeah, we just kind of we spend a lot of time on the weekends together. And and once the the mission race got canceled, it just those guys were were all in on it. So I figured if if my buddies were doing it, I. Uh, I couldn't just go up there and watch, so it was just a little bit of peer pressure, I suppose. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so those those of you listening, a lot of people probably know the name Davey Fraser, but if you're uh, younger or maybe just now coming up, maybe Kevin Lepp doesn't even ring a bell to you, but he's a former national touring guy, now a real estate mogul out there, probably the nicest guy, real estate guy you're ever going to come across, but is he doing a lot of riding these days? Um, a, a little bit, yeah. Um, not, not a ton, I guess, but... Uh, a lot of trail building. Uh, Davey and Kevin have been really doing a lot of trail building up on Sumas Mountain there this last little while. So we uh, we've been dabbling into the into the trail riding scene, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess he's been riding a, a fair bit. So uh, he stays busy. He's uh, he's got a, a busy young family, and he does a lot of mountain biking as well, and, and stays in, in good shape. So. Um, yeah, it was it was cool to see Kevin out there as well. So remember at the beginning I said we were going to talk about you. I'm sorry, I've transitioned into talking yeah. about others already. <laughs> no, it's, that's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you're the you're the connection out there, though. You're the glue that's holding the whole uh, keeping the West Coast connected to the rest of us here for sure. Yeah, yeah, I try my best. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, okay. Well, I'm going to talk about you now. What, what's uh, I know you. What bike did you ride? Tell us. Uh, what about that? What did you change on the bike to get ready? You must have done a couple things at least. No, I actually rode, uh, my dad's got a 350 XCS, so the, the woods bike. Um, okay. and it, it doesn't see a whole lot of action cause, uh, Rubes doesn't really ride anymore. So I was lucky enough that, uh, that he let me take that thing for the weekend. So I had the, I had the big gas tank and the soft suspension oh. and, uh, even had a kickstand. So I was, uh. I was lucky. I was set up nice in the bike department. Okay, so you looked you looked ready. Yeah, yeah, I looked the part. I, I had the roll offs. Newt made fun of me for roll offs because uh, they definitely weren't needed. Uh, I started the race with the hydration pack. Realized after about two laps that wasn't for me, so I ditched that thing. But yeah, I definitely. Uh, definitely had the off-road look going so i had that going for me at least <laughs> nice goggles up on the uh, on the jaw strap or backwards on the top uh, yeah okay um yeah. okay so who did you road trip there with uh so just davy davy and i went up there in the in the van the morning of so definitely was a pretty long day i think i was up around five met davy uh at one of the exits just off the highway at about six and uh yeah, him and I just ripped up there and got there with a uh, couple hours before the A loop uh, kicked off. So took our our E mountain bikes. I know you love that, Billy. We took our E bikes around <laughs> and kind of checked out the track a little bit and did our race and and then packed up and drove home. So pretty pretty long day. Uh, I was feeling it yesterday. That's for sure. Okay, not so fast. We got to talk about this race here. Okay, so I was going to ask you because I know I saw some guys doing like track walk or something like that. So you went around the track. What uh, I mean, having never done something like that before yourself, what did you think? You're like, oh, this doesn't look so bad, or you're like, oh god, what have I gotten into? 
Well, you see, like when we got there, the uh, the morning race was actually on the track. So oh, okay. we, Davey and I didn't really get a proper look at it. A lot of guys uh, were there the day before, and I think they got to do a little bit of riding maybe. Uh, so Davey and I could kind of just look from the outskirts, um, <laughs> which I think was maybe a good thing because, you know, I didn't, if I didn't see the track, I couldn't really get too worried about it. <laughs> right. So we went and checked out a couple sections guys were talking about with some logs. Uh, and then obviously the enduro cross section was kind of the big, uh, the big question mark. So went and took a pretty good look at that. Tried not to psych myself out cause, uh, I'd say I'm fairly inexperienced with the enduro cross side of things. So yeah, it was it was good. Uh, felt somewhat confident with the track, but uh, yeah, you never really know what to expect till the race starts. Right. Okay. Well, um, let's let's get to your racing then. I mean, what uh, I don't even know what class you did. You, oh, you wouldn't have known either. Somebody probably told you what class you were in and all that stuff. Like when you told them your experience or what uh, what class were you in? Uh, so I rode the expert class, so there's the masters is above that, and I figured that was probably not for me with my uh, how much I ride these days. So uh, yeah, I rode I rode expert. Uh, most of the guys rode uh, masters, and then there was vet expert as well. So all three of those classes raced together uh, in the afternoon race. Okay, what did Davy race? Uh, Davy raced the masters. You know, he's a uh, he's 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 still pretty dang good so he was he was going for it he figured if he rode masters uh he would have no pressure and if he signed up for expert he said if he didn't win he'd be upset with himself so he uh he rode masters and he did really well okay awesome all right well let's let's go through your uh your race you got to take us through kind of how it went i know you're up there for like two hours and 40 minutes or something were you not how'd it go yeah, two hours, 44 minutes, Billy. That's uh, that's probably more than I've ridden this year total. So <laughs> it was tough, man. But, uh, yeah, so they do the start in three, wave, ma- three waves. The masters go first. Uh, and then a couple minutes later, they send the experts out. Uh, so dead engine start, hands on the helmet. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I-, I was, like, not even really – you know, looking to get the whole shot because I didn't really know the track. So <laughs> I was uh, I was pretty relaxed off the start, maybe kind of mid-pack in my race, something like that, and kind of just took the first uh, first lap pretty easy, trying to figure out where I was going. Hey, how and, long was uh, a lap? How long was a lap? Uh, I think my best lap was probably just under 17 minutes or so. Okay. Um, but I think T-Dags was doing like, 14 minute laps or something crazy like that so i uh yeah i think i was around like a 17 minute lap kind of guy something like that (laughs) now i know a lot of these races too you you don't want to get the whole shot because you're not sure what the heck to expect or what you're doing so you let guys go but then you end up in a train you're like oh man i should be ahead of this guy so is it dusty was it frustrating were you making passes how'd it go Oh, yeah. No, just crazy winds, too. Like, I've been to Whispering Pines a million times in my life, and, of course, I've, I've never seen it as windy as it was uh, on Sunday. So crazy dust, and, uh, yeah, I, I probably should have tried a little harder off the start, uh, to be honest with you, because the one thing I didn't really think about is uh, the track kind of spit you into the uh, enduro cross section pretty early in the lap. So... Uh, 
as you can imagine, a, a bunch of guys going into the enduro cross all at once. There was there's definitely some carnage in there, and and kind of tough to avoid other guys when there's logs and rocks and big tires and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to make it kind of through the first lap or so clean, um, which was a little sketchy just with the other guys and not really knowing what the obstacles were. But I'd say around. Uh, Around lap two, I was really questioning myself why I signed <laughs> up for it, uh, feeling the arm pump already. Oh. Um, but around lap three, four, I, I managed to get into a pretty good flow and, and kind of forgot about it and just tried to tried to keep on trucking. So, yeah, it was it was good. What about uh, food stops and fuel and stuff? Yeah, I stopped, uh, like I said, I had, a, I had a big tank, so I was lucky. Some of the moto guys, uh, like my buddy Parker, he had, he had to stop three times, but I made it, uh, I think I pulled in at around an hour and a half, um, and Brandon Davies uh, oh, nice. gassed me up. <laughs> nice. um, I was telling him to stop. He's putting too much gas in my bike for the last <laughs> hour because I didn't want the bike to be any heavier than it needed to be. <laughs> Uh, but thank you to him. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, Corey's Eatner passed me a water bottle, so had a quick drink and, uh, and I saw the noof actually pass me on my fuel stop. So I figured I better get going and, and tried to chase the noof down again. And, uh, yeah, so just, just one stop was, uh, if I stopped anymore, I don't think I would have got going again. Right. Yeah. I, I, I uh, get that. How are your hands? Yeah. The hands were toast, man. Like, two laps to go uh it just got real difficult to hold on lost a bit of skin on the throttle hand and uh it honestly wasn't too too bad but majority of the track was kind of just roped out in the grass and uh man it was just so dry and choppy and just really tough on the hands so yeah, I was I was struggling the last couple laps there for sure oh man i've got this written down but i'm not sure i wanted to ask it but i'm going to monkey butt no, pretty good actually. Pretty good. Um, I I didn't run a, a gripper seat cover, so shout out Seco seat covers. Usually, uh, <laughs> usually I'm running one of those, but I figured, hey, we're gonna go with the stalker because we don't need any extra grip. And yeah, yeah, no monkey butt. All all good down there. Wow, good stuff. That's that's good. Now, okay, so yeah. two hours forty four minutes. I mean, uh, how was the last lap? Were you were you over it? Were well, you? That, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's a it's a two and a half hour cutoff. So you have to ride for at least two and a half hours. <laughs> and of course, I I came through the finish line and you go through the checkpoint and then they have the, the clock that kind of shows your position and, and how much time is gone. Right. And I came right. through that thing at two hours and 26 minutes. Oh, you, so you can just fake a fall or something. I know. Yeah, you, you can't. And so once you go past, you have to complete another lap or <laughs> you get scored as a DNF. So when oh. I saw that, when I saw I was four minutes shy, man, I was not very happy. So that that last lap was a battle. I was I was barely moving out there. <laughs> okay, so what, did you get you got fourth or something? Didn't you? I did get fourth. Yeah, and you know what? I I looked at the uh, at the results. I had third until the last lap, and uh, I got passed. But I just there was nothing I could do at that point. It was uh, it was I was just lucky to make it to the finish. So. Uh, one guy in my class passed me, and then uh, just to throw salt in the wounds, Kevin Lepp passed me on the last lap too. So uh, that one hurt a little bit because I really would have liked to beat Kevin, but 
Oh. He was still motoring at the end, and, and I had my tongue in the spokes, so it just wasn't happening. Really? So is Kevin was a racing uh, expert as well? Uh, he was in the vet expert, so he started behind me. Okay. So he caught, caught and passed me, so he's got, uh, he's got some serious bragging rights over me for sure. <laughs> All right, now was it the, uh, well, it's, it's off-road, so was it the best beer afterwards you've ever had or what? No, I uh, I brought an eight pack of Lucky Lager. Um, <laughs> I know you'd like that, but uh, we actually we drove home with with eight beers still in the cooler because uh, wow. nobody nobody was willing to even try and have a beer after the race. We were all in stuff in uh, such tough shape. So that's that's when you know it's a hard race when uh, when nobody even has the appetite for a beer after. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little disappointed in that whole that whole story. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I wish I had a. I should have lied to you there. But no, it was just uh, I was trying to get the get some hydration drinks and, and bananas and stuff into me, and just just try and survive that three hour drive back to Abbotsford. Yeah, true. I guess with the drive back, you got to consider that. But uh, okay, so now, how did you feel afterwards? How do you feel now? How's your body? What hurts? Oh, uh, I didn't. I don't feel good. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. There, it's. Uh, yeah, drive home was tough, man. Uh, that Coquihalla Highway, uh, just raining sideways, oh. trying to keep my eyes open. And then, uh, luckily, I'm I'm working in the motorsports industry, so we're closed Monday. So I had a big recovery day, which was nice. But uh, yeah, I think now two days later, I think I'm even more sore than I was yesterday. I'm not uh, I'm not moving too quickly here. Oh, man. All right, so for, for those of you out there, motocrossers, mostly listening to this, obviously, if you've never done an off-road enduro, hair scramble, whatever you want to call it, I recommend just give it a shot because it's – and you watch uh, – and people that – I mean, a lot of – don't even – I mean, style has nothing to do with it, it seems. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, how are these guys going so fast through these woods and over these things? You're just out there going, oh, my God, it's just so impressive. And it's – I've done I've done two in my lifetime, and that was more than enough for me. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm so glad uh, me and a couple of the other moto guys went and gave it a shot because it's one of those things like, uh, you know, during the race, <laughs> you're kind of questioning yourself, and, <laughs> man, what am I doing out here? But as soon as you cross the finish line, uh, yeah, it just felt so good. Um, it's a big accomplishment, you know. You, you learn a lot about yourself uh, when you're on, in the saddle for two and a half hours, so. Uh, yeah, it was it was cool. I'm uh, I'm stoked they did it, and hopefully next year we'll give it another shot. Maybe a little more more prepared than I was this year. <laughs> nice. It's funny because I I, be, I interview you know like Shelby Turner, maybe Tristan Hart and stuff like that, and and I talk about like the enduro cross to me does not look like fun, right? And it's the exact same thing they say. At the time, you're kind of like, oh my god, getting across some of these obstacles and stuff. But then when you're done, it's the accomplishment, I guess, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, it feels good. Uh, you know, you kind of go through all the motions out there. And, um, yeah, and like you said, you know, the, the style thing's not really a part of it. You know, there's guys passing you in the woods, uh, and you're thinking, holy, like, what am I what am I doing out here? And, um, yeah, it's just a different scene. It's pretty cool. Everyone there is super friendly. And, uh, yeah, everyone's there just there to have a good time. So, definitely a little bit different feel to it than uh than the motocross scene for sure yeah absolutely definitely it's uh, it's yeah it's, it's tough to uh cover as you know so you, sometimes the tracks are so big it's hard to actually cover it as one person or whatever but uh yeah certainly about the participation sometimes more so than the spectators part of it that's for sure um, 
Hey, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I agree. Well, we mentioned a couple guys. We got to talk about some other motocrossers. So we talked about Kevin Lepp. Kevin Lepp did well in his uh, vet expert class. Davy, Davy yeah, did well. Awesome. Yeah, Davy. Uh, what was he? I got the results here. I think. Uh, yeah, Davy ended up thirteenth overall out of everyone. Oh, nice. I think maybe eleventh or twelfth in the masters class. So yeah, he he did uh, he did really well. Okay, uh, now. Uh, so he, oops, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, Davey did well. Um, Jared Stock, another moto guy people would be familiar with. Uh, he was eighth. I sent you a pretty cool picture of him. Not sure how he got into that position, but he had a, a runaway bike. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's one of the greatest uh, photos ever. Him, his bike rolling along, and him running after behind it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he had seen that yet. So I, I sent that to him this morning. We had a good laugh about it. So. Well, I mean, he's a guy yeah, who's done the ISD. He, he's an ISDE guy too, for sure. Obviously, him. We got uh, you know Tyler Medalli, who we got to talk about too. Took the took the overall and everything. But okay, yeah. So Jared Stock, he uh, he actually helps us out a lot here at direct motocross and our off-road stuff so that's cool to see he was there yeah yeah and then you had uh young blake davies uh blake davies did it overall he what six overall in the masters class so uh i tell you what man like everyone's should definitely uh keep their eyes on that kid this summer i think he's gonna gonna surprise some people and and people from uh oh your your side of the country that may not be familiar with them he's uh He's definitely one of the bright, up-and-coming young BC riders. So pretty cool to see him step into an off-road race like that and do super well. Sixth overall. Yeah, yeah, super impressive. Wow. I think he's 14. I think he's 14 years old. So. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah. Was he six foot eight Everybody now? Everybody in BC is in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's about, I, th- I would say he's about 6'2", six 6'3", six something like that. Yeah, so, he shot up for sure. Kid. A lot of us out here got to see him last year. I mean, he was pretty impressive when people saw him, and I think people know the name Blake Davies for sure. But like you say, uh, being that young, and uh, yeah, he's, he is going to probably turn some heads. Yeah, yeah, super bright future for sure, and I'm excited to see what uh, what he can do this summer. Still an in, still an intermediate though, I guess, right? Doing the uh, amateur day and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he'll still be intermediate this year, so definitely uh, he'll definitely be one of the front running guys with yellow plates uh, that we'll see at the nationals this year. Yeah, for sure. And unless something's changed since uh, I spoke to them, him and uh, Tanner Scott, another young up and comer too, they're going to be traveling together, kind of with the Al Dick team kind of thing, taking. Uh, taking it across yep. so that's pretty cool to see those two young kids together yeah yeah and super cool uh of al pick up a couple young canadian guys and uh yeah i think both those both those guys will be fun to watch all right okay now uh what about uh, what about your boy there parker eels that uh man I, i'm not gonna dwell on his hair in that photo but uh boy oh boy how did he do in the race <laughs> Isn't that something, eh? Like he doesn't—he doesn't probably doesn't even need to wear a helmet out there with that head of hair. But, <laughs> that is—that is, that is uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, he did well. He got—he uh, was fourth overall. So uh, I think what killed him a little bit is—is is he was on the moto bike. So I think he had to do three fuel stops, um, right. which is not ideal going against some of those other guys. So uh, I think uh, our pal Brock Hoyer beat him by just over a minute maybe oh, um, I think, Brock, I think yeah. Brock might have been on a moto bike too so I'm not okay. sure how many fuel stops he had to do but yeah both those guys were ripping too so um, yeah both of the, both of them were really impressive uh, 
they were moving a lot faster than me when they lapped me. (laughs) That's all I I got on that. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now you mentioned uh, goggle guy there, Ryan Lockhart, the noof. He, uh, I don't think he finished, right? What, uh, what happened to him? Yeah. So noof, uh, it's kind of funny. Like there's certain bikes and, and during the race, you kind of, you kind of see guys quite a bit, you know, when you're, when you're going in different lanes and stuff like that. So um, probably like four laps in, five laps in, um, I started seeing the noof creeping up on me. And then, uh, I think he passed me when I stopped for fuel. And then I, I passed him when he stopped. Um, and I could see him, I think he was catching me for most of the race there. And then he just disappeared. So I guess he had a pretty big crash, uh, in the grass section, uh, and it was pretty late in the race. Um, and I think, I think after that he was, uh, he was just done. So I, I think he's okay. Uh, he, he didn't seem too happy after the race. Um, so yeah, it was uh, a bummer for the noof to, to go out like that. Right. Cause I saw on your uh, Instagram post there something, he was kind of laughing about your roll offs and about you being able to see. Yeah. And he said he couldn't see, but that wasn't because of the goggles. So I'm guessing he hit his head pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, from the sounds of it, it was it was a pretty big one. So we'll we'll give him the pass uh, with the DNF, but <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully next year he's he's back out there. Okay, now okay, now we move all the way to the top of the list here. No surprise, Tyler Medallia shows up and uh, kicks some butt, right? Yeah, that uh, that guy, man, like uh, it's just incredible. He. Uh, I could see him kind of catching. I knew he was going to catch me in in the trees section, which obviously isn't ideal because it's pretty <laughs> tough to get out of the way right. uh, when you're on single track. But luckily for me, he kind of caught me right as we as we kind of popped out of the trees for a second. So I was able to to pull to the side and and uh, give him a fist pump and and yell at him and. Yeah, he gave me a holler back, and uh, man, he was just moving. I think I saw him for about ten seconds, and and he was gone. So uh, that was pretty cool. And you know, I'm so used to a motocross race when when you get lapped, generally you start kind of you know paying attention because the other guys are coming pretty quickly, uh, pretty quickly afterwards. But I think I went maybe like a whole lap and a half, maybe even two laps or something like that before the second place guy passed me so i knew he had a huge lead but yeah just just crazy to see uh how fast he can ride for that long and and through all the different terrain like yeah incredible rider it's uh it's pretty cool to see for sure right so i mean as as a motocross guy yourself and stuff so that's i was gonna ask you kind of what stands out as a memory of the whole thing like what were you impressed by what was the toughest thing like what uh give us your kind of final thoughts on that on the event itself and you know something stand out um well yeah i think the easiest thing for me to point out would just be how many people were there um there was 580 entries which you know for a motorcycle event here in bc like that's that's amazing to see i think that's a record turnout uh for those guys at the big kahuna um so i don't know much about uh the whole racing organization on the off-road side of things but uh, i know it's all volunteer ran so it seemed organized and yeah to get 580 racers through there in a weekend and i think everything was really successful so major kudos to all those people and uh yeah it's just good to see that uh i mean it's not 
not a motocross race, but just cool to see that dirt biking in general is growing here in BC and, and, uh, yeah, the sports alive and well. So that, that was kind of the coolest thing that, uh, that I noticed. Nice. Well, since you mentioned that, let me just throw a few letters out there. GKMA, BCORCS, PNWMA. There we go. We got some, get the letters out of the way there. Those yeah, are perfect. Those are the associations. I, uh, I would not have remembered all of those. So. <laughs> oh, I've got them written uh, down. Don't worry. Shut- Shout out to all those uh, organizations for sure. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, I know I'm taking up your whole uh, your whole lunch break there out west, right? You uh, time to go back to work or what? Yeah, time to go back to work. Sun's shining, so hopefully some people uh, some people are looking for some new bikes here soon. Um, but yeah, time to time to get back to it. All right. Well, hang on. Let's uh, before you go. Let's uh, like what's like what is your future? What are you doing? You're are you, are you interested in riding again? You're gonna do some premix stuff. What's uh, is it all mountain biking now? What's going on? What's your future? Uh, well, who knows, Billy? I might be a big off road guy after this. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep riding as much as uh, as much as I can here. Um, definitely want to get into better riding shape after after seeing how brutal my fitness was two days ago. So, yeah, I'll keep riding. I don't know if uh, I have a ton of racing plans for this summer, but uh, maybe try and make it to a few nationals to help Parker out. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I'll just be here selling bikes at Holshaw Motorsports so that's uh, that's kind of what I'm up to these days alright well go grab your calendar put uh, the Corduroy Enduro and Outliers in Calgary up uh, well by Calgary on your list there for your off-road races yeah I saw the highlights of that Outliers one I think that uh, that might be a bit beyond what I'm looking to do so far but maybe uh, maybe next year we'll put that one on the list <laughs> Dude, all right, I, I've, I've told this story a few times, but before you go, I, just gotta, I went to Outliers last year, and we went into the middle of the course. Nobody had been on it yet, and we looked, and somebody looked at me and said, why are there, like, markers over there on that cliff? And we're like, honest to God, we're like, I, I, you can't go up it. You, I, I go, you can't even go down it. And they did. Like, Tristan, I, I couldn't believe it. It was just, just incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you don't want you, yeah. want, you don't want any part of that. Yeah, I had a hard enough time getting over the logs at the Big Kahuna. I think I'm out with the uh, with riding up the cliffs at Outliers. So I'll leave that one to the to the Tristan Hart kind of guys. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and going through that. It was fun. Like I say, we did talk an awful lot about other people, but uh, I appreciate you doing that and taking the time. And I'm glad you did that and had some fun. It's uh, it was fun to catch up and hear you hear you talk about it, man. That was good. Yeah, thanks for reaching out, Billy. It's uh, always nice to chat with you. And, uh, yeah, it feels good to, you know, feel like a bit of a racer again. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch, I'm sure. Hey, do you have any sponsors on your bike you should thank before we let you go? Uh, yeah, Whole Shot Motorsports, uh, Fraser Excavation. Give a shout-out to uh, Parker's dad's company there. Right. Got them on the bike. Uh, I had some sweet-looking Fox gear on, so it looked pretty good. Noof over at Matrix, uh, even though he made fun of my roll-offs. Uh, we'll still give him a shout-out. Uh, and then Fusion Graphics, man. They always got uh, the whole whole shot team's bikes looking sick. So, yeah. Them and, and the PNWMA. I hope I got that right. You but, did. Uh, thanks to all the volunteers that put on a great race. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's probably about it. All right. Well, that's Kyle Springman, you guys. Uh, thanks a lot, man, for taking us through that. Uh, go uh, ABC, man. Always be closing. They're selling your bikes. And uh, appreciate it. And we'll <laughs> probably see you at our, uh, we'll see you at one of the rounds out west, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I'll see you at the Sharks Club the night before uh, Kamloops National again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there. We'll have a meeting there. So. That's right. Okay. Reserve. I'll put, get the reservation. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot for doing yeah. that. Thanks, Billy. See ya. Bye-bye.